Hello and welcome to the Heritage Man series. My name is Kojo Akotobwating. Today we are talking about sports and sports development in the Gold Coast. Most importantly, boxing. Because boxing is a sport that really put Ghana on the map properly. Our global dominance in a lot of things has not really materialized, but our global dominance in this particular game worked out because there was a man that we've all grown to love, we've all grown to revere, Azuma Nelson, the professor, as um, he's popularly called. And to, today I'm talking to one, one, one professor I've been chasing for about a year now. Um, we are exploring the social history of boxing in Ghana today and, and, and a focus on the professor himself, Azuma Nelson. Now my guest today is Professor Di Valera, N.Y.M. Bochoy. He is an associate professor of history, Africa and the African diaspora at the University of Cape Coast. I'm looking at your book right now, which fortunately for me has been autographed by Berima himself, Azuma Nelson himself. And I also have your autograph in the book. And so you've written on boxing and Berima himself. And you've also written about fella. You... <laughs> I'm I'm awed like that you are writing about two of the biggest names, two of the biggest African greats. How did Azuma end up being a boxer? How did he end up being the national icon we know him to be now? First and foremost, there was agents. Azuma Nelson himself, you know, wanted to be um, to be a champion. And a boxing champion because all around him, he saw boxing. All right, and as I said, because it was a mark of his cultural identity, he said he wanted to be. But also, social um, hardships, you know, really pushed him into the sport. Just like any other kid who wanted to to get money from fighting, he thought that, you know, boxing could enable him to to make money because. Unfortunately, he came from a family that was not economically well off, and he, as the first child of his his you know parents, he had to support the mother and the father to 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 make ends meet, and so he did a lot of a lot of odd jobs and you know menial work and 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 suffered a lot like any other. But he he found that. He had the ability to, to to fight, and so he got into the sport as an amateur. And that is a very, a very, very unpredictable terrain. You cannot tell what will happen next. Yep. But he he managed to to go through it, uh, and I believe maybe fate and his own charisma and persistence he was able to get some people to look in his direction to say you've caught it and you're climbing well so we'll push you and basically they did push him he got you know olympic titles uh, medals for ghana and then he decided after really becoming baked well baked in the professional terrain he decided to go in the amateur terrain he decided to go professional he was lucky to have some very good promoters and managers samir captain mm -hmm. uh became his first you know manager captain the lebanese yes he became his first under c capricks mm -hmm. promotions and then after some time 
he moved to uh, to 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 a group called uh, Raincraft. He he remained under Raincraft for a very long time, and Raincraft had connections with Don King, and so Azuma Nelson also became um, uh, a fighter um, in the stable of Don King. Um, but not Azuma Nelson was not just left to pursue this boxing path alone. The Ghana government also supported him. The government of the PNDC, you know, supported him. And it was because, as I mentioned earlier, the, the government wanted to have a national hero at a time when Ghanaians really, you know, were sad. Mm-hmm. And Azuma Nelson became. And Azuma Nelson did not make professional boxing a, just a personal pursuit. Azuma Nelson made it part of his national responsibility and assignment. Azuma Nelson didn't fight for, for himself. himself. Azuma Nelson fought. He was the only boxer who entered the ring with the, with the flag of Ghana and the anthem of Ghana behind, playing behind him. So he always fought for Ghana. Today you find many boxers fighting. They fight because it's their profession. You know, they fight. But when Azuma, Azuma Nelson will fight and you will go like, okay, Ghana is fighting. Or it's just like the Black Stars playing a football match and it's for Ghana. If, if they lose, it is the loss of Ghana. If, if, if they win, it is a win for Ghana. That was how Azuma Nelson transformed boxing, which is a lone sport, a sport for just an individual. He transformed it and made it a sport for a whole country. Mm-hmm. So Azuma Nelson will go into the ring and it will be Ghana in the ring. In his fight against one boxer in Birmingham, I think it was, it wasn't, I think it was Pat Cowdell. After knocking him out, they asked him and he said, you know what, when I came to Birmingham and when you look at the records, it was very bad. They booed at Azuma Nelson, some were making racist remarks because he had already beaten an English in England, in, in, in London, right? And they invited him to go to Birmingham to fight. So people were saying, don't go, don't go. But he said, I'll go, I'll go. And he beat this guy the first round. And so in the post-match, uh, during the post-match interview, he took the flag of Ghana and he, he waved it. And I said, when I came here, you know, people were, 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 were jeering at me and laughing at me and, and, and just ridiculing me and in a way disrespecting us. But you see, this is my flag. I'm a Ghanaian. I'm proud to be a Ghanaian. I'm an African. I love Africa. Now, that, that was not just a sportsman speaking. That was a national hero. That was a national hero speaking, waving the flag of Ghana. That was a national and a pan-Africanist because he didn't just say, I'm proud Ghanian. to be a Ghanaian. He said, I'm proud to be an African. And so Azuma Nelson was, was very conscious of race relations. He understood Du Bois' concept of the color line as a problem of the 20th century. Mm-hmm. And Azuma Nelson went into the ring and talked used the, that uncommon platform, just as Muhammad Ali did, to challenge 
certain oppressive systems and racism. Muhammad Ali did that in the ring. He said, I'm the greatest. It was very, very um, um, unsettling for the, for, the, for the racist establishment in the United States to see an African-American fighting and beating many people in the ring and saying, I'm the greatest. At a time when many African-Americans, they, they have been, for a very long time history, historically, they have been conditioned not even to look in the eyes of, 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 of the other, the white man. So, so what Azuma and Ali and the other greats did then um, show us that in trying to claim our position on the global stage, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what you have or what you do or where you do it. Exactly. But strive for excellence and achieve that excellence yes and and use that to make your statement exactly because um ali's claim of being the greatest could not be contested by anybody no and no one could use his race against him because whether black or white he was indeed the most excellent boxer yeah. the world had ever seen yeah. and he was indeed the greatest yes so as africans the lesson we learn from these people is that we should strive to be perfect or yeah. be as close to perfect as possible in yeah. whatever we do yes even when you are just a bus driver in yes. some place do it so well that you can use it to make a case for your people and for yourself absolutely absolutely um during the book lunch i quoted um um an indian uh actor who said and i i i really believe in it and he said that um, pursue excellence. And success will chase you pants down. Exactly. Three idiots. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> Rancho. So you know, right? <laughs> yes. Rancho. Pursue excellence and, and success, success will chase you yes. pants down. Yes. And that is true. So here I am thinking right now that if we as a people want to really push and push and push, yeah. the likes of Serena Williams, They've done it on the tennis courts. Others have done it. George Weah has done it for football. Yeah. But we need African teams, even in football, yes. to dominate globally. Yes. To win the World Cups. We need African players to be winning the European Player of the Year. This to 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 to, to consolidate our position and to to to, to push further. Yes. The African musician must be breaking all boundaries and winning the biggest accolades. Absolutely. The African academic must be writing and researching and breaking bounds, like yes. the likes of Thomas Mensah and all these people yes. doing great things at NASA. So that's where we should take our fight. Yes. It shouldn't just be on the streets and the walks and the talks and the hashtags. Yeah. They, they are great, <laughs> but we must support them with excellence in our everyday, everyday stuff. Yes, Kojo. We have to do that. Wow. And we have to do it where the other can't have any question about mm -hmm. it. You do it and the person goes like, just as Azuma Nelson was going to fight in Melbourne, after fighting Jafinek, they said, Azuma Nelson, you didn't beat just Jafinek in the United States. Jafinek was saying, Azuma Nelson said, okay. Now, Jafinek, choose any sport on, on this planet Earth and I'll come and fight you there. They said, okay, we choose Melbourne, Australia. He said, yes, be, your backyard, I'll come there. And this time I'm coming with my own referee, which is, I'm going to beat you and no one will ask a question about it, the excellence, you know, that yeah. I'm talking about. Because if you're if you mediocre, you know, you deal with mediocrity, then people can, can punch holes in it and go like, well, 
they can ask you questions. But here, you don't fight the person and beat him on points. You know, you can beat a you person on points. You knock the person out totally. That's the excellence. So you knock the person out and said, I'm sorry, but there is no doubt about the you fact that... You have to know your level. Exactly. <laughs> you really like that, <laughs> SM. So, so you know, so that 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 is it. Um, and excellence is very important. We can learn from Azuma Nelson. We can learn from Muhammad Ali. Um, Muhammad Ali believed in in what he articulated in the ring about being the greatest, and saying to the American government that listen, I'm Af- and I'm Af- African American. You have not treated my people well, and I'm not going to fight for the American army. They were going to send him to Vietnam to fight. And he was a heavyweight champion of the world. Mm-hmm. And he said, I wouldn't fight for the American army. And they said, well, you are dodging conscription. And that is criminal. So they took the title from him. And he said, yes, I believe in my, I have, I have, I have my convictions. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. And they appealed. And later he got his title, his, his license to fight. And then he, he, he again came in with excellence mm-hmm. and beat all the opponents. And say so he will beat you and say, What's my name? They used to call me Cassius Clay, but now my name is Muhammad Ali. What is my name? Muhammad Ali. What is my name? The greatest. The greatest. Because he didn't want to be known as Cassius Clay. He said mm. that that was his slave name. Okay. Let's quickly round up. Um, I, I just have a couple of questions for you. Did we ever get to the bottom of who or which institution started the HIV saga against Azuma in 1980? <laughs> Um, from my records, actually, I did I did use a lot of archival records and also interviewed uh, boxing pundits and and some of the boxing cardinals that we've had in this country. And it appears that it was a Mexican um, radio station, a newspaper that started to to peddle that lie against Azuma Nelson. And it was basically because uh, they really wanted Azuma Nelson to... Azuma Nelson had beaten uh, Azabachi Martinez. And uh, they really wanted a rematch. And and he didn't get it immediately. And so they started to peddle these lies against him. And that is... it. it you know, journalists picked it up mm-hmm. and circulated it. You know, it's such irresponsible journalism. And that really brought a lot of uh, uh, emotional pain to the, to the champ because it, this was also the time that the world did not really understand HIV, how it worked. Yeah. You know? So if, if you were, you were, you were you know, people pointed you out as an HIV carrier, first what, what, what it meant was that you were either promiscuous or you were, you were a drug uh, user, you used drugs and perhaps... Mm-hmm picked it by sharing an infected needle or just someone who was just a philandra. Yeah. And Azuma Nelson, we know him, he's, he's, I wouldn't call him as clean as a whistle, but we know that he, he wasn't the person who was into pelvic adventurism, as yeah. I put it. <laughs> and um, and, and he, he, he was really a family man, and he still is. Um, so that was just a lie to do, to, 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 to discredit him and, and, and make people avoid him because it meant that a fighter could, could pick the virus yeah. because it could get bloody 
and, and bodily fluids. And, bod and bodily fluids. So it was basically a way to get either the WBC to 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 to, to ban him from fighting or to take to take the the title from him. But we must understand that in the corridors of world boxing, you have you have such such um, conspiracies and 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 and, and scandals going on um, where Muhammad Ali some powers wanted to take the the title from him mm. um, and they 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 used his decision not to join the army to 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 to, to take his license from him so it was the the records indicate that it was a rumor that was started by a Mexican media house i want to read something from page 177 to wrap up our conversation page 177 of your book um on boxing and azuma boxing is no cakewalk which i think should have been kinky walk <laughs> kojo i don't know if you really love kinky but <laughs> well I've, I've i've said on record that kinky is for the poor in spirit and they shall inherit, inherit the earth oh Yes, that is Kojo's beatitude number <laughs> two or three. <laughs> so, Ghanaians have such confidence in your ability to follow up on your prophecies that we see your victory as a foregone event. And that Ghanaians were proud of you. This will prove once again your mighty stature amongst that greats like Muhammad Ali, Joe Fraser, Mike Tyson, Shigari Leonard, Marvelous Marvin, and others. So this was written by E.T. Mensah, then Minister of Sports, yes. on behalf of the government and the Ghana um, Boxing Association. Yes. So Azuma was really the guy. He was. Azuma is a living legend. From what you see in the boxing sphere right now as a country, are we going to have a champion like Azuma anytime soon? Is Africa going to have a champion like Azuma anytime soon from what's prevailing in the in, 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 in the boxing world right now. Kojo Azuma Nelson is Azuma Nelson. He's unique, he's one. We can never have another Azuma Nelson. It's just like saying that will we ever have a Bob Marley again? We will never have a Bob Marley again. He's done his work, he did it well and he's celebrated and honored for that. Azuma Nelson has done his work, he's celebrated and honored for that. He remains a big inspiration to many Ghanaians and to many of us. Personally, Azuma Nelson is an inspiration. I believe Kojo, he is an inspiration yep. to you as well. I, what I would say is that Ghana can have another great boxer. Ghana can have another great boxer. And that person, through his own agency and sterling performance and dedication and love for this country and Africa will cover niche for himself and people will celebrate him in his own right and he will be considered as part of the pantheon of boxing grace that we've had in this country so I'm not going to say are we gonna, whether we're going to have a boxing great like Azuma Nelson. No, Azuma Nelson's records cannot be broken. Mm -hmm. He is the first living continental African to be inducted into the International Boxing Hall of Fame. That is a record that's been set. No one can break it. But someone can do something different. Maybe the first boxer from Africa to fight in space. 
<laughs> so we only have to look for people who will do things in a unique way, and these unique things will only be attributed you know, to them. I, I, I asked that question with this mindset that there, there was a kind of system that supported Azuma back then. Yes. But do we have those systems now? If you, if you, if you go back into history and you check the systems that were in place, to develop people like the DK poisons and the Azumas and the Icocortes and all. Yes. And you check boxing as a national sport now. Do you feel it has the attention and, and the support that can propel somebody to bring the, the glory back to us again? Glory, which is even as, like, as close as 70% of what Azuma brought to us. That's really the, the reason why I asked that question. Yes. Yes, I think that it's all about attitude, a two-way traffic. Mm -hmm. Our governments should realize that the best resource of this country is the human being. And they should look in the direction of the human being to, to identify those that are really pushing very hard and climbing very hard mm -hmm. so that they help them to climb further push them mm -hmm. now citizens must also realize that in this democratic dispensation we just don't have rights we have responsibilities and it's important for us to 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 keep these two especially pay attention to the responsibility part and do well to do things to uplift others, to uplift society, not because we want to be rewarded, but because we think it's just good to do that good. Mm -hmm. Once we have it, we have this, then you work hard in your corner, whether you get paid or you don't get paid, you still work hard. But people, people, even if the corrupt system doesn't recognize you, people will recognize you. And they'll come up to you and say, thank you. And that itself is very heartwarming and will keep you going. Wise words from a wise man, Professor Di Valera, NYM Botry of the University of Cape Coast. It's been great talking to you. His book is Boxing is No Cakewalk, Azuma Ring Professor Nelson in the social history of Ghanaian boxing. He's taking us uh, through quite a bit of history uh, today on the Heritage Month. And I hope you've learned a lot. I have learned a lot. This episode will be uploaded uh, soon on um, citynewsroom.com. So you can, you can um, listen to the podcast on citynewsroom.com. Now, this book is being sold. And I'd like to tell you where you can get it so the book is available at africanbookscollective.com africanbookscollective.com forward slash collections forward slash the african humanities series you can also get it on www.nisc.co.za that is nisc.co.za forward slash ahs which stands for african humanities series or you can just, Prof, is there a number people can call to get 
um, any of your books um, because so the African Humanities series has different books by different authors yes. and your book is also there yes um, so you go to africanbooks.collective.com go to collections click on African Humanities series you get a copy of this book to buy and other books there is the consensus as democracy in Africa uh, the Anglophone Literary Linguistic Continuum. I'm trying to look for... I can't see very well. I think I'm growing old. <laughs> <laughs> Gender Terrains in African Cinema. What the Forest Told Me. Yoruba Hunter. Culture and Narrative Performance. And other books on africanbookscollective.com. Get a copy. And you can find Professor Divalera Butchery at the University of Cape Coast. If you go there to the history department, um, you're going to find him and he will also assist you. Thank you for listening. My name is Kojo Boating. Prof, thank you for coming. Thank you for having me here. Um, I'm sure that we will we'll build this relationship and maintain it. And we can, we, we can talk some more in a boxing ring after some... After some what, Kojo? Or kinky. You want to? <laughs> you want to? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you very Thanks. much. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>